This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another episode of the No Ceilings Podcast. I'm Tyler Metcalf, joined as always by Tyler Rucker. Rucker, one week away. How are we feeling? I'm ready. <laughs> um, two words I've never met more in my life. I'm I'm ready. I'm as exhausted as I'll ever be. Everyone on YouTube can probably tell. I've um, just been staring at screen, working on my last mega project for the timelines and doing a very, very big graphic project i'm excited to release next week for no ceilings but i've watched all the film i've done all the big board I, i've done everything metcalf i'm ready to rock it, it is time it's the time of the year where i'm like okay enough's enough stop looking for stuff to do um i'm ready to rock so we got seven days everyone will be listening to this we got six days unbelievable i can't believe it's here how are we how are we holding up how are you doing oh it's it's rumor season it's smoke screen yes. season it's you know, leak season, um, just some really magical stuff floating around. Um, Kobe Bufkin not making it out of the lottery. Pods is rising. Gigi is falling. Lively is rising. Koulibaly is rising. Everyone's rising. It's incredible. Um, has anything kind of caught your eye before we get into the topics and whatnot? Has, have any of the leaks or rumors or reports or anything caught your eye or anything feels real to you? It's fun right now because it's just madness. I feel like it's even turned up a little bit more chaotic than than normal years. Um, I've been trying to talk to some people around the league to kind of get a buzz for some stuff. I've heard some interesting things. Some execs I could tell are like very stressed and ready to focus. So they're like, hey, I, let's talk after the draft. And I'm like, I get it. Thanks. Appreciate the time. You know, like, so um, the Gigi Jackson one, you know, it is notable is very interesting bryce sensible i think is in the same yep. conversation and there's a lot of people out there that you know i think um vasini and cavoni have po have posted mock drafts recently with those guys going a little bit lower and people have been like what's going on why and it's like folks intel you have to remember intel this is not just going off tape this time of the year there's medicals there's intel there's feedback there's workouts that's what we always say. The pre-draft process can completely swing the momentum of your stock. And I think we're seeing that with Gigi right now. He's trending in the wrong direction. I'm still hoping he ends up going to a great place. But um, the Buffkin one you know, came out kind of like an hour before we recorded. So it, it was interesting. I think me and you were kind of given air fives across the nation. And I'm excited to see where he goes. But now my mind's racing and trying to connect the dots but what about you anyone that stands out to you no just pr pretty much the similar ones that you were getting at uh 
the Gigi and Bryce ones, it seems to be kind of coming out from a bunch of different angles, which is always concerning. You never yeah. like to hear that. Uh, Bryce just got cleared recently for team workouts. So he did have that surgery to clean things up on his knee. So, you know, hopefully that, that goes well and someone gets an absolute steal because he's an incredible shooter. Hopefully that surgery ends up in the long run, kind of bringing a little bit, a bit more bounce back to his game and that athleticism kind of takes a step in the right direction. But whenever you have a under or a rookie getting surgery at this time of the year, never ideal, but we want to be optimistic. So I want to believe that, you know, Lively's going lottery, the Buffkins going lottery, that Kaysen's going top 10, that all of these guys are going lottery, but someone's going to fall and it'll be fascinating who does. Um, but on today's episode, we're going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to give out three of our hottest, hottest takes for specifically draft night. Um, you know, a, a mild one, a medium one, and a scorching hot one. We'll then move into updating and finalizing the green room and wrap everything up with a mailbag at the end of the show. Um, we got some awesome questions. Thank you for everyone that submitted them. If we don't get to any or missed any, apologies, but we'll do our best to get to all of them. And in case, if you're new to the show or haven't had a chance to go get it yet, please go check out our, our draft guide over at noceilingsnba.com. Uh, would mean the world to us if you could purchase it uh, a lot of work and love went into it it it's something we're all really proud of and the feedback on it and support so far has been incredible so all of you who have gotten it thank you so much i hope you're all enjoying it um from the sounds of things you are and uh it just means the world to us that you're continuing to support us in the ways that you can um but before we dive into our hot takes let's take our first break With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Okay, Rucker, let's have a little bit of fun, loosen things up a little bit. Uh, pure speculation, no reporting here. This is just, you know, put, putting pieces together from what every, all of you have seen in the Twitter sphere, uh, what we would like to happen. Uh, wild speculation. Do you want to go first or would you like me to? I would like you to lead things off. Because I feel like we're going to have some similarities, so I might have to pivot on the run, which, you know, everybody knows, you know, big-time players make big-time plays. So go ahead, Mr. Metcalf, start us off with hot take season. All right, well, this is a pretty easy uh, transition from what we just finished talking about, and I just want for the record, I did have this down in my notes before the news of Bufkin, you know, going lottery. Um was released, and, you know, there are very specific teams that Jonathan Gavoni mentioned in that little clip but my mild take is that kobe buffkin is going number 12 overall to the oklahoma city thunder you know it's an interesting one definitely because of their backcourt and all the horses they've got in the stables already but i also think okc is still in a position where it is keep adding dogs just keep getting guys that can absolutely help your team become a bit of a wagon and if Buffkin ended up going there, I would absolutely love that. Now they're going to have to figure out what the heck they're going to do. But I think last year, 
you know, they're playing J-Dub a little bit on the wing, a little bit at the three. So maybe that's what you're thinking is like, okay, we can have like a solid rotation of versatility with all these guys. Um, and, and Presti's not going to jump, you know, Presti will take the best player available. He's not afraid of that. He'll figure it all out down the road. And um, obviously, you know, they got Trey Mann there. Maybe that experiment is over with or needs to kind of go in a different direction. It's really fascinating now. I, I feel like Buffkin was the guy that me and you have been talking about throughout the year of kind of like, he's going to be this riser. He's going to get all these this attention because he's got the size. He's got the versatility on both sides of the ball. He's got the numbers to back it up. He's got the efficiency to back it up. He checks a lot of boxes that front offices are going to be very intrigued with. And it's been fascinating to kind of, you know, everyone you talk to loves him in the league. Like everyone's very high on him, very intrigued. So um, I'm not surprised by the report. I like your hot take because I, I think we're trending that way. And yes, I will back you up. You've been having this one. You're like, he's going to go lottery. You texted me that a while ago. I was like, I, I think you're right. So. It's a good one. And, you know, just for the, the sake of clarity, I have Buffkin at seven on my board. So I don't, I personally don't think it's that hot, but you see him in the twenties, a lot of places in the mid to late teens, a lot of places. And the fact that Gavoni uh, came out and put Buffkin connected to a couple of very specific teams in the top 14 picks and saying he would be surprised if he made it past all three of these, I think there's a little bit of weight to that. And I, I I think Bufkin's talent going in the lottery isn't necessarily the hot take, but that Bufkin specifically going to OKC is given their kind of positional overlap and there might be a log jam in the backcourt. But I think something that they've shown that they really value year over year is positional size and positional versatility. And I think Bufkin has both of those with his ability to run a two-man game, his passing, his off-ball movement, the shooting, the defense. I, I think there are some really fascinating lineups that they could throw out there with him, SGA, J-Dub, Chet, Josh Giddy. I think there's a lot of really fun, high IQ ball movement stuff that, that they could really implement going forward. And, you know, Kobe was working out with SGA just the other week. So, you know, j- j- just picking up the breadcrumbs. Um, well, and two, two things I want to also mention um it's important for everyone that hasn't seen the Gavoni clip like he's mentioned that Buffkin has been their camp has been very selective with where he's gone to work out and everyone's trying to have that late rush of getting him in or trying to focus on kind of evaluating him you know whatever you want to phrase it so that usually tells something that like the buzz is high the buzz is cooking so now everyone in that range where he might be is like, okay, we need to get our hands on this guy to see him. But I think also Buffkin's probably his camps trying to steer him to a place where he's probably got a, a lane to get early playing time. I think Washington's a legit contender yeah. for him. It makes a lot of sense. Now, a lot of people might be like, this is early. And I'm like, I don't think it is because consider where Washington is. If they trade Beal, you add Buffkin and you're all in on Buffkin. Now you got your guard, Johnny Davis, year two, wherever everyone wants to think it's year two. This is where he could take that step and be a sophomore leap. I'm still very high on him. Yep. Avia, they got pieces. So now that's your rebuild. You find your point guard, you go to war, you, you figure out what you got moving forward. New front office makes a lot of sense. Same story with Utah. I think he makes a ton of sense at Utah. So 
he's deserved this hype. And and the biggest thing I've said it on other episodes, he measured in at six four and a half barefoot. We thought he was six four, so he's probably flirting with six six. So we're probably getting this combo guard with great size, basketball IQ, versatility. I mean. It's not shocking. It, it really isn't surprising me that he's getting this attention because NBA teams are probably foaming at the mouth. So that's all I got to say. Um, okay. Mild. Where am I starting mild? Um, okay. I'm going to go mild with this one. I'm going to do it because I'm going to give some guys some, some belief. Nick Smith and Dariq Whitehead will still go within the top 25 picks. Oh, 25? Come on, that's lame. Be bolder. No, I, I, you wanted mild. That's my mild, okay? Some people think that's Dariq might go later because of the injury and like he might not be ready for tra- – or he's going to be ready, ready for training cap. Nick Smith just had a nightmare season. I'm still buying it. So there's my mild take. I, I, I'm buying the upside with both of them. I'm buying the – NBA teams are going to go back and talk about the high school tape and say these guys were banged up. So there you go. That's my mild. I I was hoping for like top 15, at least give me top 20. No, 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 no. Oh my God. Mild. Come on. Mild. (laughs) No, I, I I like that. Um, Nick, Nick Smith has been getting a lot of lottery buzz lately. Um, I still think that's really, really rich, but there are a lot of fans. Um, same with Derek coming out of high school. He was the you know one of the number one guys that all of us, us two included, were excited about coming into the year. And both these guys just had their seasons derailed by injuries, and it was awful. I don't think these seasons could have gone any worse for these two guys. There's a lot of you know raw, raw talent there. Someone's going to take a swing on them. I'm really excited to see who. I hope it works out for him because just the the underlying talent that's there. There are a couple really, really good players just waiting to be unlocked. It's been fascinating to ask around about the lotto buzz because you feel like everyone's like, I understand it. I get it. You know, it's just been weird this time of the year to ask around about some players because I feel like you get either aggressive opposites of what the public's thinking. Like I've been shocked by some because I'm like, oh, a lot of people in the tw- in the draft space are high on them, and then you ask around the league, and some guys are like, "Uh, uh-uh. I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah. thanks." Like, and, and I've heard that about a lot of guys, so it's going to be really interesting. It, it, that's why I think we could be in for a wild night with trades. I think teams are going to try to come up to ranges. Like we've already, um, I think this, it was Vicini who reported in his mock that like teams like. Phoenix, Milwaukee, they're trying to come back up to get into the action because of the depth of this class. Like we've talked about it on pods before Metcalf. We've been saying it all year. You get to around 25 to 40, there is a ocean of value to attack. So I think some teams are going to be aggressive with that. I know I saw even the bosses of Celtics are trying to kind of be active in trade talks to, to potentially move up. So you know, when it comes to Nick Smith and Dariq, maybe some of those teams are seeing potential value when it comes to getting a guy that should not be going this late. But they were like, hey, well, let's get him with our team. Let's stress patience. Let's get him healthy. If everything checks out, we're, we're buying. So I, I'm still thinking Dariq and Nick are going to 
I'm hoping we look on draft night and we're pumped about where they ended up. And obviously it sucks because I thought they're going to be top seven picks in the beginning of the year. And right now I'm like, Hey, they might end up in a better spot. It's tough to admit they might end up in a better situation than they would have before. So just completely ignoring, you know, draft pick spot, but like looking at what are some of your like favorite landings for Ooh, both of them? Good, um, so like, I, I really, I kind of like the idea of Derek going to Sacramento. Um, That's I, a good, I like that. I like him going there. Go and ahead. then I, I, I like Nick Smith and San Antonio a lot too. Obviously not at one, but just putting him with an organization and on a team. I, I, I think that'd be a fun fit if for some reason they found a way to trade into the late teens or whatever, but just in a vacuum. I think 20 to 30 is going to be a murderer's row of trade activity. Yeah. Now this is just me connecting dots. I'm not, you know, we I've read stuff online. I've heard stuff, but like it's just a gauntlet of teams that have multiple picks in that range. And teams that are contending are going to want to get up in there. And I think that's where it could get really interesting for guys like Dariq Whitehead. Because, like, Brooklyn's got back-to-back picks. I could see Brooklyn either trying to trade up with those or someone comes back. Um, Portland's there at 23 with whatever happens at three. I know me and you got a piece kind of previewing the Portland Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. We, I love that one. It was really exciting to write about it. And I said, I wonder if 23 could be Portland trying to almost – you know, ring the dinner bell to a team of like, give us a veteran and you can get back in the first round. We'll make Dame happy. We'll add another piece to the puzzle. So those are all teams that could probably, someone could get Derek if he's on the board still. Um, I think Nick Smith's still going to go top 20. I, I like him in New Orleans too. I, you know, I do too. Learning from CJ, uh, pl- being able to play alongside a guy like Dyson Daniels. I, I just think that'd be a kind of a nice spot for him to take it yeah. slow. Sorry, I'm getting I'm just too caught up and pumped up on stuff. But Derek going to Memphis, Derek going to Sacramento, whatever happens with Portland, I somehow think it would be a really interesting roll of the dice for Portland if they could get Derek. Um I love Rockets fans. I can't say anyone to go to Rock Houston. Um I don't think he's going to be on the board when Utah picks a 28. So I'm trying to think of other spots. If we're going up, I don't know about Atlanta. Atlanta seems a little rich for me, I, but I, I wonder if Atlanta could move back. That's the team pissing me off these days. Is I wonder if Atlanta could move back, get another pick. Maybe they talk to the Nets. I, I just think there's going to be some crazy movement. So, there's some teams, Metcalf. I'm sorry. I'm just now I'm hyped up. I, I got it. My wind. We're back. Okay. Um, I'll, let's move on to my medium one. Yeah. So, you know, a, a good amount of spice. Um, some people won't be able to handle it. Others will think it's, you know, just not, not enough. Um, Where are you going with this? All right. I'm, I'm going to say none of Gigi, City, or Bryce Sensabaugh go in the first round, and Julian Phillips goes over all three. Okay, so you're saying Gigi, City Sissoko, and Bryce Sensible all in the second round, and Julian Phillips goes ahead of them. Yes. That's a good medium one. And I can see that all happening. 
which is wild. <laughs> right. What we shifted from in a month. Like that's how fast this happens, folks. Like, um, okay. Well, one of my, one of my takes, I'll throw it off the board was I said, Gigi's going to fall to the second. Um, yeah. okay. Where do we want to start here? There's a lot. Yeah. I'm so just, just first off, I, I, I'm not saying that's right. I have all four of these guys in the first round. I would gladly spend a first round pick on all of them. Yes. But I'm not all NBA teams, obviously. That's why I'm doing this podcast with all of you. Um, I I think all four of those guys are first-round talents, but I don't have all the intel. And when multiple major outlets continue to leak stuff and continue to drop all three of them uh, pretty steadily over the last two months or so, it's concerning. And there's a reason why they do that. So I'm not saying it will happen. I'm not saying it should happen. But I think that the chance of it happening is continuing to rise by the day. City's the tough one because I really like his game. I think um, there's a really wide range of views with him. That's that's where I think you're spot on. And, and there's a lot of diehard City Sissoko backers out there um, in the draft space. I love City. I, I yeah. really do think he could be a fantastic value. But I, that's a guy that you ask, you get a wide range of feedback and it's like, Oh boy, that's tough because all it takes is, you know, one team might love him, but then they're on the clock and he's third on their board. So then it's like, Oh, the team that loved them is not going to get him. So right. um, it's going to be just kind of fit shocker. That's what the draft is. Uh, Gigi it, rooting for the kid. I'm really rooting for the kid. Just a night. It's been a nightmare of a process, everything you've heard. Um, you know, I, I've made it a point to ask because of everything I've read online and everything I've read for the most part is a polite version of what I've gotten feedback on. So it's tough. Um, it really is. And then sensible is I think medical stuff. And yeah. I'm, I'm just from, I'm connecting dots from what I've heard. You know, he had a knee injury in high school, knee injury in college. I think it's just kind of one of those things. So it's tough. And I think if he was full speed working out and doing all these workouts, he probably would have been a bucket getting machine. But it sounds mm-hmm. like he's been kind of dealing with that. So it's tough. You know, um, we saw guys like a Dembona who returned because he couldn't work out because he was injured. So I don't know. I, I, I think you're spot on there, Metcalf. And then. Phillips makes a lot of sense because I think he's the the range in which you're saying we shouldn't have gotten this guy at this point. Like, I think he should have had a better year. I think it was a tough fit with him at Tennessee, and I think there's a lot of talent that's untapped. What else yeah. you got? Or, no, I mean, that, do you have that, thoughts? That, Sorry, I'm, I'm... That's it. No, I, I just... I, I, I think there's so much more to Phillips' game. I can't get the idea of Memphis taking him at 25 out of my head. Um, that one makes a lot of sense. He also makes sense to Sacramento. Shout yeah. out Nick. I know Nick would love that. He makes a ton of sense there. Absolutely. Okay. What'd you got for medium? Uh, boy. Um, medium. Leonard Miller goes in the top 20. No, that's not medium. Give me a break. No, Why you, do you hate be a little bolder about this. This is come on. No, I, 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 I'm, I am Bear going bold. I am going bold off my, off 
my takes. I, I off of my board, I'm going bold right there. So I have a feeling Leonard Miller is going top twenty. All right, to who? No clue. Oh my god. We've 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 had this discussion <laughs> multiple times. I have zero idea where he's gonna go, but um I think it's gonna happen. I mean, it's just it's very weird. I don't know. So there you go. What I mean, what other spice do you want? I don't know what else to I, give you. Give me top ten. Okay, I'll give you. I'll I'll, I'll give you a. I'll, I'll, I'll compromise I'll you, for, for lottery. Uh, okay, I'll give you a part two. So here's another <laughs> one. Here's a part two. Or at least give um, me a team. No, I can't. Wait, the problem is, is I keep. We're, we're I keep fun. I'm on the ah, ledge. Loosen up. With, this is our last podcast. No, I don't. Oh, gosh, it hurts God, to loosen say up that. a little bit. Have some fun. Um, okay, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> I got a replacement. Bilakulubale goes out of the lottery. Ah, I love it. Now, hottest guy in the draft space. I didn't want to say it, but that calf brought it out of me. He's been the hottest guy in the draft space. Everyone wants to talk about Kulabale. All the cool kids are doing it. Another guy everyone I ask about in the NBA is a lot of a lot of kind of backfire. A lot of, not a lot of like uh, like some people are like I don't know if I'm buying the promise. And I was like, "Okay, interesting." Um I had I had someone like kind of be like I, eh, I I think he's a project. I another one kind of confirmed that. Someone was like I think he got a lot of buzz because playing with Victor. I love Koulibaly. I will, will not be shocked if he goes in the lottery because I think there's so much upside, and that's where you get late lottery. You're getting into that point of pre-draft, if we want to say it that way, of this guy played another year and came into the draft. He's probably going top 10. So I'm just on the, the point of thinking like the league is thinking of teams are going to see him as more of a project than he is. Fantastic player. Have him in my top 20. I really like him at a certain point of the draft. I think he's fantastic value and upside. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if I'm buying top 10 or lottery. So there you go. There's my medium one. Everyone can come Much at better. me and attack me. It's just, that's, I, I go, I try to think as if I'm what the league likes, you know, and, and it's just one of those things where I've studied that over the years of like tendencies, the league likes to fantasize about it, it's eye candy. And I think Koulibaly is the league is looking at like, that's more of a project. He might not play, meaningful minutes right away for us so um yeah sorry okay uh, nathan hi, i love you I, I love you nathan and, and and this is nothing against kulabali we no, like him we think he's I really good him. yeah but I it's just but, at a range i like him i don't right. you know I so don't here, take him here, here's here's a hypothetical for you you take him and city and swap them exact same production that they oh, had city just, playing with victor city goes with victor Bilal is on ignite Gosh. What does their, how does their stock change? You know what? That one actually might get interesting because I think Bilal could have probably, he would have had more run, more consistent minutes. That's it, it. That's a tough one because also we're talking about exposure. Mm -hmm. So 
How many of us were watching all the G League Ignite games this year? I'm I'm not trying to be a jerk. Yeah, obviously, like diehards are the the sickos watching, the sickos listening. Yeah. We love you. You guys were doing it, but there's also fans that weren't navigating to try to find those games. Mm-hmm. The NBA was pumping the crap out of those Victor games, so scouts were going to see Victor. They would have seen City. I don't know. And we're also not talking about cool ball. He's got fantastic measurables. He's thin. That body is not matured yet. So he needs some time for that frame to fill out. And I believe it's going to, but it's just going to be a little bit of adjustment. You know, it's the Usman Zhang from last year and everyone's going to roll their eyes right now, but it's like, no, you need to think long-term with these Mm -hmm. guys. So is there a team in the lottery that's saying, we'll wait three years, you know, we'll wait two years to see what he's got. And and that's where I think the dis like, that's why I don't think he's going to Oklahoma city Um, because I don't think they're going to take another multi-year project guy like they did with Jang. Um, You know, it would just be interesting to, if they doubled down on projects. Yeah. And I, I don't mean projects as a negative, but no, no, no. Every team, and the reason why it makes sense is because they might say we're the team that can do it. Every team in the lottery does not want to be picking in the lottery next year. Yeah. So if you're taking Kuobale in the lottery, you're trying to say to yourself, we believe he can play right now. Because one, job security. Like if you take him and he can't play as a rookie, you better have some security. Um, It's just... I do. Th- I do think he is one of those guys where if you really swing on him, like top ten, that could be a decision. I'm not saying it will or that he's going to be awful, but I think when you look at the other guys who kind of get mentioned in that range, I think Bilal would land further on the spectrum of guy who could potentially get you fired if he doesn't hit. Whereas if you swing and miss on a Thompson twin, okay, well, you know there are you know. 29 other teams who in that spot will have done the same thing. If you swing and miss on Derek Lively or Cason Wallace or, you know, Anthony Black or something like that, there's a little more kind of assuredness or yeah. security that goes with those. Whereas Bilal is, I think, still more of a wild card, whereas, or, or at least around the league, whereas draft Twitter's all in on them. And, you know, there are good reasons for it. I'm not saying they're undeserved reasons, but it's risky. It's really risky in a certain range. And then once you get out of that range, it becomes incredibly high value. Um, let's let's before, one, yeah. one last thing before we pivot, let's play detective. Okay. Let's, let's say the promise is legit. Give me the team you think it would be in the lottery. Yes. My, my contenders for that promise is Orlando. And Utah. And I don't think Danny is a promise guy. I Um, just don't think Danny would be a promise guy. But it makes sense if Danny's trying to swing there with three picks or three roll of the dices. But I also think he's Danny would be a guy that tries to trade up with those two later picks. So I still think Anthony Black is probably Utah's guy if he's there somehow. Like they would love to get him there. Ooh, I, I love the idea of Kaysen there. Well, him or Kaysen. I think that there, if they could get a guard there or Buffkin, sure, <laughs> and then later get pieces and talent. So that's why I'm saying, like, okay, so 
we're talking, trying to figure out who the promise team is. Or, nah. you know, let, let, let's say Utah takes Kaysen, just a name, at nine, and then uses 16 and 28 to trade up to 13 with Toronto and takes Bilal. That's where I think you could get into that conversation. Um, there's just a lot of teams where I'm like, does it make sense for the lottery promise? I'm not sure it does. Okay, maybe, maybe the only Toronto. one that makes some sense. And Toronto, maybe, but I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what I they're don't doing. Know. I don't know what they're doing. Okay, sorry. Uh, okay. Moving on to my scorching take. Or no. Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, you're spicy. Um, okay, so based on my rankings. Do we have spicy it? and scorching or just scorching? Just scorching. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I got nervous. <laughs> so based on my rankings, this isn't hot at all. Um, but based on every single mock draft and rankings that I see, um, this would cause people to lose their mind. Um, Julian Strother goes top 20. Why is he projected later? Did he come out and say like the Beatles aren't good and every front office guy is pissed off about that or something? I, jokes aside, I don't okay, get it. Well, so, uh, all right. Let's say you didn't know who Julian Strother was. You know, I'm just handing you a blank sheet of paper and height 6'7", weight 205, uh, spot up shooting 97th percentile, pick and roll ball handler 77th percentile transition, 84th percentile off screen 77th percentile, um, all jumpers 92nd percentile, catch and shoot 93rd percentile, dribble jumpers 71st percentile. Would that be a guy that you would be interested in? Yeah, his shot charts okay. like all red too. Yeah. Um he his splits were 46 40 77. He had an effective field goal percentage of 56.8. What else do we need the kid to do? Um a rebounds I I Why is it people are colder on him? It, it, the I know people have been questioning his defense. It's not like he's going to get like No, he's 67 205 210. But like, he's not like this, you know, like play through. You're going to go target Julian Strother. I, I, I no, because he has a side. Like, he's going to he, figure it out. Right. I don't, I, I don't get it. He's played at one of the best programs for multiple, played big minutes in a big role in multiple years at one of the biggest programs in the country. Um, I still adore the idea of him with Golden State. Um, him with Miami, him with lost the Lakers. He'd be the him anti with Atlanta. He'd I be mean, anti Jordan Poole at Golden State. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but like I'm out. just looking like looking at every team outside the lot the lottery, which one would he not help immediately? He's just a he's at the top of the list for your redraft goes much higher. Um like, I, I just, it feels like we did this with Desmond Bain. And yes. Yes, very much so. Now, Desmond Bain, everyone's going to argue, is built like a brick shit house. That is true. Didn't he also have a negative wingspan? Probably. Because that's where we start overthinking. He's um, also two inches shorter. You know, like, sure, I he's 10 pounds heavier. There are other measurables. He just, he just that got I can, better. Like, yeah. Strasser got just, better he's just this year. good. Got better. He's good. He could shoot the crap out of the ball. He extended his range from very deep. He rebounds, plays hard. I think he's a winning player. So um, I like that one. All right. What, what's your scorching one? 
I don't know and if, if this you come is... if you come in here with some more mild ass bullshit. I swear to God. Okay, so everyone knows that this international class is thin. Ooh, let's have some fun. I'm gonna say. Hold on, let me count. I gotta make sure I do this right. One. I'm gonna say there's four first round picks from the international class. Okay, so James Naji, Rain Rupert, Bilal Kalubale, and Womenyama. I think Womenyama's got a chance to go in the first. Pause you for th- laugh. You think? I mean, no, so I I I think that injuries? is a I think that is a little bit of a spicy one, Metcalf, because yeah, the Rupert and Najee stock could be all over the place. I think the Rupert ones, especially like if I was making That's a be bet, fascinating. a prop bet, I, I I would be dancing with the devil with Rupert. I think Najee's still going to go first. Someone actually called me out and was like, he's projected to go in the second round. And I was like, don't, don't test me. Don't try me right now. Um, but why why didn't you just copy everyone else's mocks? No, I don't do that. That's not what we do. Um, so I like Najee a lot. I think NBA teams like Najee a lot. And then I am still convinced Rupert is going to have a lot of front office fans. So Okay, so let, let's just run through a couple of our favorite or potential landing spots for those two guys. So let, let, let's start with Najee. Um, I think he has a chance to go top 20. I did too. That was what um, I was dancing with. Where? <laughs> I just thought of one that I haven't thought of. Miami? That'd be fun. That'd be fun. It would it'd be give an upgrade Bam on the muscle? Cody Zeller minutes. We'll give Bam some muscle. Just play him limited. Yeah. He'd fit. He'd fit. Heat culture. I sure as hell tell you that. If anyone tried to step yeah, up, they won't have to worry. They won't have to worry about uh, <laughs> the body fat measurements. He'd play his ass off. He'd. I like Miami a lot. They'd tell him to run through a wall. He'd do it. Gosh, they're gonna do that. And look, I, I like Brooklyn a lot. I like Miami. I like Brooklyn a lot. I like Portland. I like Portland a lot. I like Portland a lot. I like Sacramento. Um, so I, you know, a little, a little spoiler, but I, I mentioned this in the Portland piece that we did for Friday over at no ceilings, hundred percent free. Um, but let's say Portland take, let, let's say Scoot Henderson falls to Portland at three and then they get Najee. Then they keep pick 23 and pair Najee with Henderson sharp. And then, you know, let, let's say they move. Lillard for and bringing all all of those assets that that would bring. Not a bad way to start a rebuild. I think Schmitz would be looking very good for an <laughs> extension. No, I mean, but that's where it was really fun. I'm going to get sidebar action here. It was really fun writing that piece with you because the more I, the more in depth we got, the more I was like, there's a road here that makes some real fun sense for the long term haul, mm-hmm. and I was like. We stress so many times. We're like, it's tough because you want to make Dame happy, but you're in a f- awesome position right now for the future. Because whoever you're getting, you're putting along Shade and Sharp to start the revolution. And then I think at 23, you could get a really good piece. So, yeah, if you got Najee there, I mean, I have a good feeling that Portland Trailblazers front office might have some good intel with Barcelona. So, um, shout out Schmitz. But 
That's a good landing spot. We just rattled off five straight that I think all would be very smitten on Najee. And this is a super raw, very hardworking, very high motor, unbelievably talented big that I think is going to get to a point in this draft where every team is going to be literally foaming at the mouth with the idea of like, we can bring him in and put him behind our starter and let him develop while also playing him rotation minutes. So, yeah, I like it. Um, give me repair thoughts. Where could you see him going? Muted Metcalf. Oh my God, rookie move. That's, it's okay. That, that might be a first. Thirty-nine minutes. God. Um, no, we'll we'll leave it in. Show, show my ignorance, my my lack of professionalism. No, no, um, totally <laughs> um, I mean, I, I like him in Portland at twenty-three. I like him in Sacramento, Memphis. I think those make a lot of sense. Um, let's say Utah doesn't take a swing on Kulabali and he's and repairs there at 28. I think yep. that's really interesting too. What about you? Like him at Utah a lot. Like him at Indiana. I, I know that would have to kind of figure some stuff out, but maybe they maybe Sacramento takes them and they just say Davion Mitchell and Rupert go ruin lives. Um, I still think Portland for the same reasons we just talked about. I think Portland at 23 makes a ton of sense. Um, who knows? I don't know. I, I just think there's going to be, that's the range also where I could see a team trying to go up to get him as kind of like a, a boost of defense on your rotation, like a playoff team. That's like, we don't need a lot of pieces, but maybe like Phoenix trades back into the first round, Milwaukee, Phoenix, you know, Denver, Denver just got another second round pick, God, and that just throwing repair and Peyton Watson out at the same time with Christian Brown. I'm just saying, like that's that's where you start looking real smart. That's where you you keep adding some really nasty pieces. So, yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Um, let's move on to finalizing the green room, but first, let's take our last break. All right, Rucker, it is the most magical club in the sports world. It is I love it. No ceilings green room. Um, we have eleven names locked in. Let let's review those. Maybe someone needs to get booted at the last minute. Maybe not, but those names are Victor Wembanyama, Juris Walker, Scoot Henderson, Cam Whitmore, Amen Thompson, Asar Thompson, Brandon Miller, Taylor Hendricks, Kobe Bufkin, Anthony Black, and Jordan Hawkins. Uh, for those unaware with this incredibly prestigious club um there's only room for 14 of them only 14 people get in it is not based on our lottery rankings it is based on talent upside potential prestige vibes a lot of vibes based stuff of vibes. On here um but only room for 14 so rucker do any of those names get booted at the last second give me give me the names you were on the fence about we had a call. Um, to, to get booted? Yeah. Did we have a couple um, to get booted? Last uh, last week we may have removed one, but no, I I'm pretty good with all all okay. all okay. of these. Are okay. you? Yeah. Who is our contenders? We had some names that were contending to get in. Um, so Keontae George, Kason Wallace, Jed Howard, Grady Dick, Jalen Hochefino, Bilal Kulabali, Derek okay. Lively. 
Koulibaly, I'm a no on. I okay. think he's got a terrible fake. He can't get in. He keeps going to new fake ID people, can't get in. Okay. And by now he's trying to like, you know, wear disguises. The bouncer's good. We, you know, James <laughs> Najee's out there bouncing. We, he's, he can't get in. Um, also, I have to give this shout out. We had a fan on YouTube literally um, comment about the green room. He made a suggestion. I absolutely agreed. We had another fan DM us and said, when are you guys doing the green room episode? I absolutely love it. It's awesome. I love getting those messages. That makes my entire week. So my nomination for you, Mr. Metcalf, to enter the green room is Kaysen Wallace. Okay. Give me the pitch. Vibes. Very good vibes. Um, I think Kaysen's, you know, story is he's one of those guys that oh, it, I have to give a shout out to the fan. He said Kaysen would have great feet. He'd be tearing it up on the dance floor which i agree with you know he he's quick slider um probably does a couple electric slides out there maybe bust out a moonwalk good feet you know it's always fun we've we've got a lot of big guys in the club it's always fun to get kind of a smaller guy too yeah. that's probably going to be the life of the party um i think casen's earned it he, he's a hard worker on both sides of the floor so everyone knows he's you know high energy high character um i don't think he's a low risk we're not going to have to worry about Case and Wallace getting in a bar fight, but he's ready if he needs to. If yeah. one of his friends is going to get into some action, you know, Kaysen's going to step up. He doesn't care how big. Well, he is. I mean, so, he, he'll he'll be three steps ahead of that and cut that off before it exactly gets to that standpoint. So exactly. So like he, he's reading, he's analyzing the okay. situation before it even happens, and then you know if it gets really out of hand, he's got really quick hands, so he can you know hold oh, people yeah. back or you know prevent prevent action so i i think that's an easy one i'm okay. shocked we didn't have him in before i feel bad about I, it he, but... he was he was mentioned um, okay so he was in line yeah yeah okay okay, okay. so case in, in that gets us at 12 it does it does we've got two more guys to go um all right i'm gonna throw out Derek lively um and my reasoning for it well, who's is, our bigs in here? We don't have a big big. No. We have Jarris is eating everyone, but we need a guy with we need a tall lanky guy. Besides Victor. Yeah, but Victor <laughs> might also have his own booth. He's, he's just an alien. He has the rooftop reserved out for yeah. um okay. So so my my case for Derek Lively is he knows how to turn it around. If the night's going poorly, he knows how to turn the tides and get things going back to where what the expectations were. He rolls with the punches. He doesn't try to do more than the, than what's necessary. He knows his role and he makes the best out of his situation. And I think in this, he provides a little size. He provides a little, um, you know, differentiation based on everyone else who's in here. He shows that you don't just have to be a wing to be part of this club. You don't just have to be a primary ball handler. You can do the dirty work. You can, you know, exceed the where expectations dropped off you can come back in you can build back up and have an incredible time i think that's a good one because we also like victor can't be the tall skinny guy no no here's actually a problem how many good groups of you know party animals do you see with two tall lanky guys is it a one you know one fedora per group is this a one <laughs> tall hickey guy per group 
No, I mean, it's 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 a big club. We got multiple stories here. It's not like okay. they're just awkwardly sitting at the end of the bar, just staring at each other. We're we're not at our local dive bar. We're at the No Ceilings Green Room. I mean, come I on, think man. I think Lively's ability to adjust to whatever environment or situation is going on, as we just saw at Duke, you know, came in with all this hype, got humbled, made the best of it. So he's shown that even if the night, like you said, is going poor, he can pivot. Yeah, he's, and he's find not down and out. He, he's not Irish exiting and getting the first Uber home. He's buying around for the crew. He He's picking the right songs on the jukebox. He's, you know, he, he's getting the flow back to where it needs to be. Okay. I'll let that one go. That one's a good one. All right. Uh, Derek Lively, I'm voting in. Are you in? Love it. All right. All right. One more spot. So we got one more. Buffkin is in? Buffkin is in. Buffkin, that would have been a tough one because I would have been like, we have a lot of guards. I don't I don't know. No, I he I, I surprised you last week with him. So do you think Buffkin should be out? No, 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 no. I think he should be in. So give me who okay, give me the other I need to get a little creative with the Okay, so Chris um, Murray would be a fun just out of nowhere one because everyone, but I also think Chris is probably the guy that leaves early. Chris <laughs> is a very early Irish exit guy, so we, we can't Chris have that. Is, in here. I, I have I have a, a meeting in the morning. I, I yeah. need to go home. Um, no, Najee's sure the delight. No, yeah, I'm sure he's great. <laughs> Najee, Chris, and his brother are literally like playing video games or they worked out the, the, at the gym and they went home. They're better they for had, like a, a barbecue. Yeah. That, that, that would be top of the list for a barbecue. GG. It's too young, too young, too young, too young. Him and cool ball. They keep going to the same ID guy. They can't, they got to find somebody else. Um, I love Colby Jones. I don't think he's, a, I don't think he's going to get in. He's, so. he, he's not making the list. He's in line, probably at the end of the line. Grady Dick, we need to have a conversation. <laughs> this is not a white thing. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is a little, but this is not a white thing. <laughs> See, Grady Dick, I feel like, is a goofball. I've seen his social media stuff. It's hilarious. Okay. Um, he also might be a liability. He might be a high alert. Like, he might be, you know, eye in the, eye in the sky. You know, when you've been red flagged, shout out Ocean's Eleven. So like everyone, every camera is going to be watching him because they're just concerned about Grady Dick because he's a wild card. But I also think he would set the club on fire. So he's in the conversation for me. Okay. Um, I feel like Jalen Hood Jafino is a weird dark horse candidate because he might just have some weird mysterious vibes that also could be a party animal. So he's like on the second floor and like, the booth in the back and everyone's like, what's his deal? Probably. You're <laughs> like, Hey, that's, that's someone who is that. And then someone's like, Oh, and, you know, and it's, if you, if you get over HP. to that booth, it's either going to be the best time, best night you've ever had, or you're going to be or like, you, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Or you're going to wake up and be a different person. <laughs> and you're going to have, you're going to have seen some stuff and it might be for the better. You might need it, but Hutchifino also just seems like a guy that we need to discuss here. And then Jet, I like Jet a lot, but I don't know. I don't know about Jet. Are we worried about Juwan calling Jet? 
I hope people take this serious. <laughs> Um, um, okay, I'm, I'm going to go a little further down the board. Okay. No, that's I'm what I want us to do. Over, Good. Skip over some names. Um, we could bring what, up po- AirPods. What about for Marcus the same Sasser? Reason. Ah, Sasser would probably be a good good wild card pop so airpods gonna, would be for the same exact reasons i said grady dick i think airpods is in the conversation wait, oh yeah okay no uh, <laughs> um i'm gonna i'm gonna throw three names at you marcus sasser jaime Hakas, and andre jackson andre jackson i think is down the street at the disco club because <laughs> of that afro i think he's you know listening to bgs and Saturday night live Saturday night fever. I think he's, you know, he's a different type of beast. Okay. okay. I also think he just wild absolute wild card would just be high motor inside the club. We don't know what some nights we can't we have to get rid of him early. Some so, so nights like, he's, like it, uh, he's on, the reason why everyone's having fun. So like when the rave comes in, like that's when he's getting there. High yeah, energy, he, just glow sticks, just dancing constantly. He might be a guy that goes to multiple clubs in one night and then ends up in the green room. He got in right before James Najee rejected him. We're going deep on this episode. I'm really (laughs) proud of it. Hawkes is a really good wild card because I feel like he's just, he's safe. He'd be probably, he'd be a cool guy. The the vibes would be immaculate. He'd be able to bounce from group to group, have his own group, just connecting people, um, kind of just raising the floor of the whole experience. Yeah, he seems like he'd go from table to table. He'd be a connecting piece. That's a good wild card. This is a good one. Wow, that's a good one. Um, anybody else? Okay, we've got enough names. Anybody else? I think we're down to Hame Hawkes, Grady Dick. Okay, I think those are the two names. Where are you leaning? The safe pick is Hame, but I think the upside pick is Grady Dick. Hmm. Grady's into, you know, he's a TikTok guy. Yeah, so so de- describe his humor or his social media because I, I I don't keep I'm old. I mean, I've got to find I've got to I've got to I've got to find it. You let's you ramble a little bit. Talk about Grady Dick. Like, where do you think he's going to end up? Do you think he's oh, going to Orlando? Oh, so so pivoting to actual back, back to actual basketball. Well, just let um, me find it. I had some I, good I, examples. I, I'm I think to Orlando find at eleven makes almost too much sense. Just the size, the shooting, the ability to you know connective passing, all that kind of stuff makes a ton of sense. Um, Dallas a ton kind of does too, but I think there are better options for them there. It also wouldn't stun me if he kind of fell a little bit and was there at sixteen for Utah or. You know, I, I feel like he's another one of these guys where feelings on him across the league are a little mixed and that the draft Twitter might be a little higher on him than the league is. I and mean, if he was there at 19 for Golden State, that would be just highway robbery. Um, I think that'd be an incredible landing spot for both parties. And that's another guy you hear wide range. Um, I think Vicini even wrote about it today in his mock. It was it was a nice little breadcrumb. Uh, it doesn't surprise me because I think it's he's going to be one of those fit-dependent guys. Um, so Grady's Instagram. He had a big game at the beginning of the year. The University Daily Kansan had a title that I 
used in my artwork for note ceilings of big energy. And then the middle of that is just a picture of Grady Dick. So you can probably connect the dots. And then Grady had a post where it was him dunking against Indiana and the caption was who's your daddy. So, I mean, that's pretty funny. I think he's one of those guys that's kind of a goofball, but locker room guy. Everyone probably likes Grady Dick. And then when he needs to be, he's kind of a, you know, he knows how to be a, a jerk in a good way to back up his friends. So that's my sales pitch for Grady. I think he's a wild card, but we need, if the green room's going to thrive, we need Grady Dick in there. Also, the unbelievable amount of inappropriate jokes would probably make the whole group laugh. So we have to have that. And I, I'm just pointing out obvious. Um, I, I think I'm still leaning Hawkes. Um, here, I'm gonna, I'm sending you a message right now. Look at this hair. I just DM'd you. Look at that flow. You're On air that, DM? Yeah. I mean, he has great hair. It's incredible. It looks like White Goodman's. You know, okay, he, fine. Let's go Hawkes. He, he's also, you know, the... Uh, you know, Mr. Mr. Beast, one of YouTube's biggest <laughs> creators. There's a picture of him partying on his yacht. That's a good point. That's a really good. Okay. You sold me. All right. We're going to go with Hawkes. Yeah. I tried to go with Grady, but we're going to go with Hawkes for what it's worth. I've heard he's been dominating workouts. Uh, he's another guy that top 25 makes a lot of sense. That was my, my, one of my mild takes was Hawkes goes first round, but now I feel like it's kind of going to happen. <laughs> Okay, um, so right. Green Room, Victor, Jarris Walker, Scoot, Cam, uh, Cam Whitmore, Amen Thompson, Asar Thompson, Brandon Miller, Taylor Hendricks, Kobe Bufkin, Anthony Black, Jordan Hawkins, Kaysen Wallace, Derek Lively, Jaime Hawkes. How are we feeling? Yeah, it's a good list. It's a good list. I'm, I'm proud of that list. I think, you know, it's been a long year putting that together. Um, I'm proud of everyone that's participated with us. I know I, I'm going to try. I've tried to make a graphic for it. Um absolutely hated what i was making so <laughs> i was like i need to come back yeah i hate that so i need to come back and um give it another whirl so maybe i'll try to do that um when we post this up but i think that's a good list you know and we and we have to mention that naji has been hired as our bouncer so yes. that might be a fun thing we move forward with is someone's <laughs> got to be the bouncer who's the honorary bouncer um good list okay all right. Is it um, time? It, yeah. Let, let's mail time. Let's let's wrap up with a mailbag. Um, I'm I'm just gonna let you take over, and because you have all of the questions in in your notifications, so you're time to shine. Them. All right, we have a lot of them. Let me let me find these bad boys real quick. Here we go, Jacob. Jacob Luray, sorry if I said your name wrong, Jacob. I appreciate the support. Um, throughout the past couple drafts, two to three of the players picked in the top 10 bust. Who can you see being that in this class? Metcalf, you are up. Um, all right, so just first, uh, just going to push back a little bit on the wording of the question because I don't. I think you and I both kind of hold to the rule of gagged these guys three years. Um, so I, I'm not sure I would necessarily say that any of the ones in the, and you know, these last couple drafts have busted yet, but I get the point of the question. I digress. Um, Let me translate. We're still buying Johnny Davis stock. (laughs) That there's your translation. Um, oh boy. I mean, my, my go-to just has to be one of the Thompson twins. Um, 
It's tough. I'm, I mean, I feel like that was bait. So thank you, Jacob. I yeah. feel like you really set us up for that one. No. Yep, yep, um... I, I like, I like Koulibaly a lot less if he goes outside of the top 10 than if he goes in the top 10. Um, Cam Whitmore. Whitmore, if I'm not talking about the Thompsons, Whitmore is the biggest Boomer reward. Boss, I think. Ri- reward. Yeah. yeah. I think he's either going to explode or we're going to look down the road and be like, it just didn't, it just didn't live up to the potential. But I, I think mean, there's a better chance of him exploding and being like a guy that's going to be a really good piece. So do I, for what it's worth. I mean, not, he's fifth on my board, but if he ended up turning out to be this draft's Derek Williams, would it totally floor you? No. Okay. But, but I think he's got way more tools than D will had. Yeah. Same. And I watched D will in person a bunch. So, um, bear down draft fanatics hit us with like five different ones, which okay. I absolutely love when that happens. So always good to hear what were your biggest draft blunders, mm-hmm. the mistakes and guys you were most wrong on. I've said this before, but SGA, mm-hmm. I had him in my top 20 thought he was going to be a guard that just was really solid played a long time in the NBA. I just didn't see the star upside. So that's one that always really pisses me off. Um, and makes me loathe scouting Kentucky guards because they always come back to bite me. Franz Wagner, um, I had the same vibes. Uh, I just, I think I got married to his tournament play. Mm-hmm. He really struggled. And I had him, I think, around 20. Um, that was one was just tough for me. I, I was like, kind of the same thing with what we've been saying earlier, it was one of those, like, I think if you get him in a certain range, I'm really excited. But when he got that top 10 buzz, I was like, Oh man, I don't know. And I I think that taught me to not, and I had known that before, but I think that was a really nice refresher of like, don't get married to one bad game. Don't, don't take in a bad stretch of games and let that ruin your entire evaluation. So that's why I've always been like, go back, start over. And I feel like with Franz, that was one guy I didn't do it, and I paid the price with my evaluation. Um, Kyrie Thomas is always my go-to. I loved him coming out of Creighton. I had him in the lottery. Um, whoops. Um, Denny I thought is he not- was going to be good. I Den- thought he was going to be good. I had him late late first. Yeah. I like uh, him. Denny is a guy that I is obviously the biggest overrated one that I did. Um, but – I did think he was going to be a good defender, and here we are. I, I still like the kind of upside for him, but my, my ranking, I just way overthought that whole class with the extra two months that we had. Um, and then the the other one that I didn't like, but I kind of let other people talk me back into him, was Kevin Knox, who I ended up putting back in the lottery, even though I didn't get it at all. And, you know, you're talking about lessons learned. What I took from that was, be confident in your eval. You know, it's not always right. Um, most often it's wrong, but stick to what you think because there are reasons behind it and you'd rather be wrong on your own account than because of what other people influenced you to do. Um, draft fanatics has another fun one and I'm going to put you on the spot. Which okay. no ceilings draft analyst would go first in an analyst mock draft. I, 
I think it'd be Maxwell. Yeah. Um, allegedly, according to him, he can still dunk. Um, so, you know, I, I have yet to meet Maxwell in person, but I think he has good size. I think he can play. Um, I think it's an analyst mock draft. Oh, Not analyst. A, oh. If we were talking basketball, Maxwell's oh. going first because Maxwell's okay. a that's what, big that's dude. That's how I read that one. Okay. Allegedly, Maxwell's a big dude. I've not met the man in person, so yeah. I need Maxwell to get on that. Figure it out. Okay. So, oh, so we're doing this as who is the best <laughs> analyst? <laughs> we're putting you on the spot. Well, fuck you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, that's a heavy question. But oh, I turn the tides a little bit. You could say no comment. No, I, I I honestly don't have one because I, yeah. I you know, I, I just got done saying I don't let people or I try not to let people influence me. But I think the how different and how different we all kind of value different archetypes and view different players and, you know, how much some of or how some of us value really deep sleepers more than others. I, I just constantly learn. I've learned a little bit of something from everyone in, in the group. So I I, I, I don't have one. I, I'll, I'll be selfish and say myself. Yeah, I'll do the same. Cop out. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll cop out and say the same. Um, it, it's been, it's been badass the last two years working with this entire team. I'm so proud. I don't say it enough to all the guys, but I'm, and, and Paige has been a superstar for us this year. But I, I, it's awesome. Every day I learn something from everyone, um, and it, it's challenging. It pisses me off sometimes. Like you guys, I love all of you guys, but you guys piss me off sometimes because you know you're passionate about something, and, and then it makes me watch someone completely different. And, and it's cool because you you turn the page and you literally have to kind of challenge yourself to be like, what are what are they seeing that I'm not seeing? And, and that's why I've loved it. And I think that's what has been so great about us is everyone has their own vision, everyone has their own flavor, and you you kind of try to pick everyone's mind. So. Um, I'll cop out and say the same. I, I love everyone. ELE. Um, blah, 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 blah. What's the biggest lesson? Shout out NBA Draft House. What's the biggest lesson you learned from last class and how have you applied it to your process in this class? Oh, boy. Um, I know. We're going to get some thinkers. So everyone just bear with us for a second. I have to pull up the draft. Yeah, so I can <laughs> just I can be honest and tell you right away. All right, let me let me pull up my big board from last year too. It's always funny to you know what I, I I'll give a little bit of a I don't mean this answer to come off arrogant, but it might. I think going with your gut. Um, at the end of the day, you get to a point where you can't watch any more film and mm -hmm. you cannot keep overthinking something. And I'm one of those, I will do everything in my power as people can see on YouTube, my eyes. Um, I will get up at film and watch it at two in the morning. I don't care. Like everyone knows I love coffee. I, I will do everything I can to sway, sway my opinion about a prospect but sometime you have to get to a point where you just got to make a call. And if you do everything in your power and your gut is telling you, I'm not in. And I think you got to go with your gut. And then you could go back. And if you miss, you learn. 
I just brought it up with Franz. I got to the point where everyone was high on him and I went with my gut and I was like, I don't know. And I learned from that. You got to go back and double down, re go through the whole year if you almost have to. And I feel like that's what I've learned. I, I think the Franz lesson was my biggest wake up call of you can rewatch film. You can take the whole year just because a bad month. Don't let it ruin a whole great year. And I think that's important too. So, yeah. Um, and I, th- I think one for me is I got two. Um, be willing to be, or don't let short-term results really influence your rankings for the draft. Um, what I mean by that is, you know, I had AJ Griffin seven. I know a lot of people did had him high too. Um, I had Max Christie 17, Ochai Baji 16, um, Jane Hardy 19. You know, not all of these are perfect, but these aren't, these are all guys who showed at least a couple flashes here and there. They, they didn't have big minutes on, um, you know, necessarily in their rookie year. AJ Griffin out of that grouping probably had the biggest, um, you know, Johnny Davis too. But I think long run, what some of those guys showed is that there's a lot there. And just because they don't immediately produce doesn't mean that there isn't some sort of plan in place for them to get there in year two or three. And that down the road, these are career, you know, projections with these rankings and that you can't let year one results completely skew and alter what you're thinking. Um, Another thing from that class is the value of high school tape. Um, You know, guys like Paulo, even, I mean, he was absurd um, in high school and AJ Griffin was a monster. Shaden Sharp. We had to rely a lot on that. Jalen Duran. He was incredible in high school and that Memphis team was unwatchable. It was horrible. And all those guys are really starting to figure stuff out because you know, in those high school years, they're all of these guys have a bigger role. They're allowed to do more and have a little more freedom, creativity, a longer leash than they do in college. And a lot of the time, if you're going to take them top 10, that's what you're hoping that they kind of do in the pro. So I, I think that while the product of high school basketball can be rough, I think there's a lot that you can really learn from it. Amen. I like that. Um, Gosh, some of these guys, I'm trying to get to every question, but some of these are really in-depth questions. So I'm trying to try not to have people just listening to us for think for 12 minutes. Um, no, I think that's okay. We, we got time. That's our last one. Okay. Before the all right. All right. Okay, fine. Where do you um, Tingus. Shout out Tingus. Tingus Pingus. Um, I'm reading his username, folks. Don't don't think I'm immature. <laughs> Good question. With the amount of teams reported to be trying to trade out of the lottery, is this draft getting overrated in your opinion? No, I don't think so. I think there's a range in which there's blood in the water. Um, And I think there's a range in which people want to go back to get better value. And there's a range in which teams behind them might want to come up and say, we don't care. If it's a, if we're reaching, we're going to get our guy. And and I think that's just, teams are always trying to, there's a lot of smoke this upcoming week. It start it starts about right now. We're starting to get the heavy smoke pushing in. So just buckle up. I mean, 
Monday, there's going to be stuff on the internet and everyone's going to be like, what? And it's like, there's a reason why it's all coming out on Monday. And um, be careful, be careful. But I think there's just always teams are trying to find a way to 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 get a better part of a deal. It's a poker table now. Yeah, I, I, I feel better hand. I but, feel like we go through this every year. Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of it is some teams who might want to trade back um, and pick up multiple assets are trying to leak stuff and build the per- or just raise the price of what they have um, by leaking that kind of stuff. So I, I don't think it's anything abnormal. I, I got a good project coming out next week and it'll be good. Fans can see a lot of movement when it comes to the draft and stuff. So be on the lookout for that for the timeline. Thunder Chats, shout out, Dillard. Um, Is there a name the Thunder could pick a 12 that will have you as shocked as Giddy at six? He says, great stuff. All your guys appreciate your grind. Emoji. Um, I, I didn't think Giddy was that shocking. Did you? But I guess that's not the point of the question. No, I thought Giddy was a little shocking just because it was like, we thought he was maybe... I thought he was going, um, I thought the year was New Orleans at 10. Yeah, that was the year New Orleans picked 10. They picked Zaire. I, I, I thought he was going to go down there. Yeah, I think I was like, okay, it makes sense. But someone, I just wasn't ready for it. So it was a little bit of a shocker. I think I laughed and I was like, classic Presti. Um, what's the name? Um, all right, a couple for me. Max Lewis, James Naji. Um, you know, you've seen some Derek Lively buzz there, but if they went with sorry, and I guess that wouldn't completely floor me. Um, I don't like them taking the center necessarily there, but if they instead went like the James Naji route, that would really shock me. Um I'm trying to think and people are gonna be like, What? And I'm like, I'm, we're trying to think of just like the Wow, like that reaction. Shout right. Like Bill like Simmons. if they went like with a another project wing, if they went like Max Lewis instead of Kulabali, um, that'd be like, oh, okay, wow. Um Jet. <laughs> Do we have your attention, Thunder fans? Remember I, us? No. <laughs> um sorry, I, I just think at that pick 12, it's kind of harder. That, that that's a range where stuff always gets wonky. And I think it's a little harder to be completely floored by it because there are a dozen guys I could see going there. A lot of guys, a lot of guys I think make sense there. I still think Jordan Hawkins is the name to be careful about. You know who would really surprise me at that spot? Tariq. Tristan Vuksevich. That, <laughs> that would, that one would floor me. I might turn off the draft. Um, <laughs> Okay, let me find another good question. Trevor, I got to give Trevor a shout out. Metcalf might love this one. He says, let's get weird. How many of the last 10 drafts would Scoot have gone number one overall in based on your guys' opinion? So everyone needs to buckle down with us because now Metcalf's going to go down the board. Or I'll pull up all the drafts so we can do this. Okay. Gosh, you guys are okay, really no, just I, screwing right. on my my. Project. I got him. I got him. You ready? So 21, we had Cade Cunningham go first. Would you have him over Scoot? That one would be tough. That one would be really tough. That I'd probably have be... a 1A, 1A, 1B. I'd probably throw, flip a coin the day of the draft before submitting my big board. Scoot or Anthony Edwards? 
so it's tough. So we're doing this just based on what the prospects showed, right? Like we 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 have to remove like hindsight, but right? Yeah, like I can't fa- I can't factor in that Anthony Edwards has become no. My Lord, it's you have Adrian. to go as a prospect. Correct. Okay, as a prospect, I would have Scoot over Ant. I had I had Ant number one. I would have Scoot over Ant. Okay, uh, Scooter Zion. Problem is that's really tough because I liked, I didn't have the balls to do it, but I wanted to put the guy who went second first. I think I'll go Scoot over Zion, which Would is you go probably Scoot over Morant. I guess yeah, so. Morant at two. Um. Okay, that one. That one's a, that one's a that one's tough. That's a tough one. Okay, I would probably would have still had Zion one. Zion, if he was healthy. What a what a month for Zion, huh? <laughs> okay, sorry. All um, right, so next, <laughs> Scoot um, over DeAndre Ayton. Yes, yeah. I had but... Luca. The, the question is, I had Luca over Ayton. Um, Scoot over Luca. I would say no. No, I okay. don't know if Luca's getting Scoot over Fultz. That's where things get really fun. Uh, yeah, Scoot. I don't know Fultz. People forget. Fultz was a bad yeah, man awesome. in college. He was awesome. Like, he had a legit shot from outside. He put up the numbers. He was a beast. Mm-hmm. I don't, that one would be really tough for me. Scoot over Ben Simmons would be the easiest one for me of all time. Scoot. I just hated having Ben Simmons won. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I Scoot over Carl Anthony Towns. Scoot. I would have had, that would have been tough, but I would have had Scoot. Scoot over Andrew Wiggins. Yes. Um, I'll just end it with Big 2013. <laughs> Anthony Bennett or Scoot? Sorry, Anthony Bennett, but okay. Uh, yeah, Scoot. Um, we'll stop it there. The next year was Anthony Davis. I don't think us we want to go down that rabbit hole right now. So no. Um, I probably would have had Ant. Okay. Ooh. I mean, he had yeah, probably he was one insane. of the best defensive <laughs> prospects <laughs> he ever. Insane. He was insane. Um, do, 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 do. hold please we're at a hold uh draft fanatics just while i look for another one said who is getting left painfully sitting in the green room not the no ceilings one as pick after pick is selected and they just have to awkwardly sit there oh boy um let me try and pull up who's been invited i think it's been like 20 names the problem is All the guys that have been invited, the first two lists of names have not surprised me. Um, okay, so I'm gonna rattle them off for everyone listening that hasn't seen it. Yeah, so Victor Wembanyama, no, Brandon Miller, no, Scoot Henderson, no, Amen Thompson, no, Asar Thompson, no, Cam Whitmore, no, Juris Walker, no, Anthony Black, no, Taylor Hendricks, no, Grady Dick, maybe, maybe. So the, those were the first 10 names invited, then followed by Bilal Koulibaly, maybe. Kaysen Wallace, I don't think so. Nick Smith, a couple weeks ago, I would have said yes. but Yeah, I don't think I'm saying not. yes anymore. Derek Lively, I don't think so. Kobe Bufkin, I don't think so. Jalen Hushafino, maybe. Jet Howard, maybe. Jordan Hawkins, I don't think so. Keontae George. Um, I, I, would, I, I would lean maybe Grady Dick, Keontae George, Jet Howard. Jalen Hushafino would be my top names. I think Hutchifina is going to go earlier. I think he's safe. I I think Keontae is the name. Okay. And I have him in my top 10. I love Keontae. Same. 
but I, I, uh, I have weird vibes. Yeah. Okay. Weird vibes. Um, any surprising Intel? I can't probably say that on the air. So we're going to pass that. Sorry, Tingus. I already answered one of your questions. Um, Parker, who is a prospect currently going in a lot of mock drafts that you could see having a really good career and going, how did we miss on this guy? Julian Strother. Strother. Sensible. Sensible. Strother is sensible. TJD. Are we talking like out of the first round or just, I think like just in general? Just you in think general? he's got a shot to be. And it wouldn't be totally shocking if like Dariq turned into the player that we thought he would. Kind of similar thing with Nick Smith, but Colby Jones and a wild one, Keontae Johnson. Mm. I like Keontae. I think he's going to get drafted late because of the history, but I think he can play. Yeah. He seems like a guy that just figures out a way to stick in the NBA for a long time. Oh, here we go. We got a good one. Cade. Who's a player that you have yet to come around on and why? Um, and then we'll do like one more. I, besides the Thompson twins, um, Leonard Miller, we've talked about the, these three enough. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to say Jordan Walsh. Um, I've seen a lot of people have him like first round. I can't get there. I kind of wish he would have gone back, but I think he's an incredible defender. I think there's some intriguing interior passing stuff. I don't think the shot, I would be surprised if the shot gets there. Um, I, I just don't get it right now with him. Probably there with you. Um, yeah, I think that's my pick. I think Jordan Walsh is one I'm, I get everyone's idea of him. Um, and I just, I'm not there for as a first round guy. I think if you got him in the second round with potentially being patient and finding a really good piece moving forward, great. I'm not buying the shot coming around. So you're going to have to draft him with the focus of this is our defensive specialist, maybe. Um, like a playoff team might be like, we're going to draft Jordan Walsh and in a playoff series, he's going to go be the Lou Dort. Yeah. And you know, something like that. Um, another name I haven't come around on. I, I, I can't get around. Noah Clowney. I, I, I Def- admit it. where do you have him? Fuck, Make me really. So I, I'm kind of in the same I'm at 42. I, I'm at 36. So kind of same general range. Um, I think it's, I think everyone's married to the idea. Yeah. I think he's got, I think he might go first round. I'm not there. That's my gut. Yeah. I can't get there, but I've watched it. I'm sticking with my gut. I think he's raw. I think he's further away. I think everyone's married to this idea that he can become this versatile Al Horford light type of player. I'm, I'm not there. I don't see, I think there's way more rawness than yeah, it is now. Same story. I just said, Jordan Walsh. He looks like he's got a pretty good shot from outside. He looks like he's got a lot of tools I could work with. It's just he needs somewhere to go be patient. But that's also a guy, if I had multiple picks and I was picking 36 and I liked the long-term project and I have security, I'd probably go jump all over to Clowney. But I, I'm not there with him as a top 20. And even, I got him 20th and I was like, ah. 
No, I Ricky, can't Ricky rejected him in our mock draft, Ricky O'Donnell. And I was like, Hey, that makes sense. If you're in, if you're in, I get it. But I was like, I'm not there. So yeah, maybe I look stupid on that one, but when in doubt, stick to your gut. Um, Metcalf, I think there's Any some more? heavy, there's some heavy one. I'm trying, uh, okay. How about let's do, let's do two more. Oh, two more. Daniel favorite fits for Orlando at six and 11. Also, what's one NBA player you're not quitting? I don't think we can say Johnny Davis because he's going to be a sophomore. Two, so we we, take a... They have to be outside three years. Um, Ooh, Outside three years. I need to get the past drafts back up. One NBA player I'm not quitting. Um, we'll start with... Uh, start with Orlando. Who do you like at 6 and 11? Give me your dream. Okay. Um, Taylor Hendricks and... Grady Dick or Jordan Hawkins. I think those would be calm. I, I think if they could get t- Taylor Hendricks at six, that would be awesome. I have Jairus over him, but in terms of immediate fit, um, I, I just think Hendricks' floor spacing would be a little more beneficial right away. Um, I would say Asar and Jordan Hawkins. Or I would very happily, if they love Taylor Hendricks, I would love that fit too. But I like Asar. Yeah, I'm just lower on Asar than you. Yeah, I love Asar there. I think just going there, that's my upside swing at six and then 11. And if I they would could say, get him at 11 instead, I'd be all for that. Yeah. Yeah. If you could get Victor at five, he'd be all for that too. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> um. Um, oh, okay. Claire, so not giving I'm not up on giving up on. Um, Claire, I'm, I, I'm gonna go on. with uh, two guys who I was really high on coming out, who are eerily similar players at this point: uh, Trey Mann and Kobe White. Um, I was never fun. comfortable on Kobe White, even though I had him like in my top ten. I never felt comfortable on that. Um, I feel like Malik Monk just had a, the resurrection year, so I can't really say that. Um, I'm trying to go through. I, I'm one of those, like, I don't care about admitting guys I was low on, so I'm going through drafts just to see names. I mean, um, I, we, I guess we, we can target some guys who are recently drafted because I Johnny Davis would fall into that camp for me. Um, okay, yeah, well, okay, fine. I'll, I'll go back to, like, 21. What was our what was our our first year for no since twenty two? Let's go back. Who, who um, disappointed last year? Max Christie. He didn't get much opportunity. I think he's going to be really good. Did you see him during the playoffs? He looked huge. Um. Yeah, I did. I'm not. I'm not worried about him. He's yeah. going to be fine. Um, Peyton Watson. I think is going to blow mm. up next year. And that's my guy. From what I've heard, Denver loves him. Yes. So that's my guy. I, I'm. I'm all in on that. I think he's going to explode. So I'll say if we're going last year, I would say Peyton Watson, Dalen Terry, I think probably is going to have a big off season guys. I'm really pumped if they're playing at summer league, which they should. I'll give a wild card. Besides Jaden Hardy, I'll give a wild card that no one's thinking of. 
EJ Liddell. Oh, yep. Absolutely. That's that's my guy. I'm and I'm we never really... found out why he fell so far, did we? Think medicals? And Was then it? he got hurt? I don't know. I don't don't quote me on that. That's something that's that was, gonna that be a was, Google search out there. So, that was so um, weird. I'm excited. I loved him. Summer League this year will be there. Summer I, League I, this year is gonna have vicious rosters. It's gonna be so awesome. I'm pumped. Even if Victor doesn't play, which sounds like he's not gonna, but um shouldn't be surprising. I I I got sidetracked. I lost the damn oh, here we go. I lost the question. Um yeah, let's just do one more. One more, one more, one more. Last one. It's tough to say goodbye. Um Okay. Uh <laughs> man, I'm trying to go through these. Okay, you you're worse than me when I try and pick a restaurant. No, well, there's just you. some tough ones. Um There's a deep thought one. Go with what you feel. If shout out Lenny. Lenny's got a question. All it's right. a three-parter. If you made a pie chart with three slices that lead to early success in the NBA, how would you split it up? One, player talent. Two, work ethic. Three, organization slash situation drafted two. So I feel like these are always kind of a, a shifting scale. Um, I would say the initial would be 50% um, talent, 40% work ethic, 10% landing. But if you, you know, as you go down the draft board and that talent piece starts to get smaller, then I think the fit piece gets bigger. Um so I, I think it kind of depends on the player and how talented they are. Cause I think at the end of the day, talent's going to win out, but if you only have a limited amount of talent, then your work ethic and your landing spot are really going to have to come into play. Cause like if the work ethic's insane, I think the guy's going to figure it out eventually. Um, if the fit is perfect from the start, that guy's going to hit the ground running a lot quicker than some other people. It, it definitely that chart changes the throughout the draft. I like how you put that. I, Cause I think the fit percentage continues to climb. Um, you could argue that the work ethic could be number one. Yeah. Um, guys like Jimmy Butler went later in the draft. I think he went 30th off the top of my head and he had the work ethic to oh, outplay that positioning guys might not have guys have the limitations that go later that figured out Nicole Jokic work ethic. I, I think you have to have work ethic to potentially yeah. be great. So yeah. Yes. To, to, talent to be, for to sure. Be, to be great. Early to make success, a career, talent can overcome that. Yes. Early success. You can get by on talent. Cause I think everyone can get a little bit of fool's gold. If you come out and you're just super talented and you're putting up yeah. numbers right away. But I think the work ethic makes you a great player when you don't let it go to your head and you keep grinding and you keep looking down the road. You don't get comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then organization, yeah, I think that would be third, obviously, because, you know, it, you could eventually move on to another organization if you don't like it. But you also got to get in a good landing spot where you can have early success and have the ability to play more and 
know, that's why we Jalen Williams with the Thunder last year ended up in a spot that allowed him to play early on. Like, so he had immediate success. Also, out of those three things, there's only one that players can control, and that's your work ethic. You can't control where you land. You can't control what gifts you were born with. All you can control is how hard you work and how much you study film and, you know, put in the work to improve in the offseason and during practice and all of that. So I, I, it's it's tough to discount that one at all. No, that's a good one. I like that. Um, thanks for everyone for all the questions. I hope I got to everyone. If I missed some, DM me. I'll give you an answer. But that's all I got. All right, Rucker. Uh, plug away. We're going to have a draft show. Um, finalizing some details. Be on the look. We'll have some announcements. Probably going to be some... It's going to be a crazy week. Everyone listening to this, be on the look. We're going to have a lot of stuff pumping out. Um, we got our final big board. We have our final mock drafts. I think we're going to probably have something fun up our sleeves. Be on the look for YouTube. And then we will do something for the draft. So, Metcalf... And for everyone listening, like just because it's drafts, like we're still gonna be cooking. We got yep. plenty of stuff coming up. We got FIBA, we got Olympic, or you know, Team USA crap. We got everything. So we got a full summer. Basketball never stops. But uh, Metcalf, it's been an unbelievable year. Thank you. I look forward to Thursdays all the time to record these. So thanks for uh, dealing with my madness and psychoness, and um, appreciate the grind. I know it's been tough for both of us this year, but um, if only people do the behind the scenes stuff, but um, I'm, I'm pumped for the future. I know we're only going up and thank you for everything. Incredible year too. Thank you everyone. Uh, like Rucker said, not done yet. Still got all of draft week, uh, plenty of pods, plenty of written pieces, live shows, live mock drafts. It's going to be a heck of a week and we got so much throughout the summer uh so you know just because the draft's not over it doesn't mean we're going away but you can follow all of that um across our socials at no ceilings nba you can find our merchandise including our draft guide at no ceilings nba.bigcartel.com you can find all of our written work at no ceilings nba.com and follow us on youtube at no ceilings tv if you enjoyed this episode please make sure to subscribe leave a review and if i start rating until next time see ya <laughs>